Hello and welcome to the first demystifying tech of 2020 from Business Cloud. Uh, I hope you two have had a lovely Christmas and New Year. We have. Amazing. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Woo! Ready to go. Start of a new decade. What, what, what? Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting one. And in the tech world, at least, it looks set to be the year of AI. Uh, coming up in today's show, we'll hear from Charles Towers Clark. He's the author of Weird CEO, How to Lead in a World Dominated by Artificial Intelligence. And Trish, you'll be playing a starring role in an AI-generated fantasy adventure where anything is possible. Amazing. Does that sound exciting? Yes. More info to come on that. But first, do you guys agree that it is the year of AI? I know all of these predictions have to be taken with a pinch of salt, but if it has to be the year of any technology, do you think 2020 is the one where AI dominates everything? Um, I think AI is the one that stands out above the others. Um, I think at some point VR and AR are going to come come to the fore in the workplace. But I think AI is the one which is here now uh, and the one that's ramping up. The, the interviewing we've interviewed loads of companies uh, which are the sort of partnership companies for AI so helping companies sort of adopt or helping clients adopt AI into their processes and gain insight so that's the kind of thing where as opposed to like virtual reality where you kind of say well we want to use this technology but we don't really maybe have a use case for it AI is the kind of thing which kind of can benefit every company or, or most companies. Anyway. Yeah. Trish, do you reckon AI is the year where people stop worrying that it's going to take over the world? I think. Do you think that AI is like underpinning every other technology? Mm-hmm. Like no matter what it is, whether it's data analytics or cybersecurity or whatever, it's almost like it's what cloud was when it first came out. Yeah. You know, yeah. cloud now underpins pretty much every technology that's being built. Yep. Is AI not going to be the fundamental building block that that is building on and yeah. that it, it will be the thing that interprets and, and decides everything that, that we do. But it's in everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's like air. It's like air, yeah. And obviously there's you know there's business use cases for it. In- increasingly as well, creatively, people are using it to do stuff like, uh, I, I guess, deep fakes, which are powered by AI, swapping yeah. people's faces out. Artwork uh, created through AI, which we've covered a couple of times on the podcast, and music as well. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of in everything. I think that's a good, pies, a good comparison. Sweets. It's in AI pies as well. We've done, it's in everything. <laughs> it's, it's not in the pie. It's like gluten. Actually, it's like gluten. I've changed my mind. It's like gl- AI is the new gluten. Well, I think, I think another way to think of it is smart technology. So uh, we've got a conference on February the 12th. You know, sign up now, people. It's free. It's in Manchester. Uh, but when you're looking at the, the panels for that and the speakers for that, there are different areas where smart technology can assist the business, right? So there's data in business processes, making mm-hmm. your business more efficient, you know, driving customer acquisition, for example. Um, there's the physical space. So how do you monitor how people move around your building and maximize you know, the potential there? And also the, the outside world, the, the smart cities and infrastructure side of things. You know, how can you harness or, or generate electricity from the vibrations in the pavement of people walking down a street? You know, really interesting technologies like that. There are many areas where AI and, and smart technology can sort of have an impact. Yeah, on, on our website, we've heard from uh, a ton of people. Uh, Teg Dosange, director of uh, Connected Living for Samsung UK and Ireland, he says we're going to see an increased public demand for the demystification, great word, and democratization of AI. Ashish Mira, he's a co-founder and CEO of Antworks. He says uh, healthcare systems will increasingly turn to intelligent automation and AI. James Denning, VP of Europe Auto automation anywhere. He says uh, robotic process automation or AI workers uh, will be adopted more widely this year. So maybe 2020 is the year where everyone can start agreeing what AI is, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Just like cloud, there was a time when everyone started using the word. Not everyone knew what it meant. And it took quite a long time for people to get... I mean, I don't know anybody in this room who didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
And eventually, now you you sort of do get it, and people get their heads around it, and now yeah. you realise what cloud is, and now it's dead simple, and you can talk. You know, people who don't have any technology talk about, oh, you know, I'll put it in the cloud, I'll put this photo in the cloud. Yeah, but, wonder, it, but it relies on the companies to actually provide yeah. that those those platforms for people to use, rather than people going out themselves or companies going out themselves and, and building a cloud platform. You know, they use other, you know, Google uh, Docs, for example, um, and others are available, obviously. Uh, but it's, it's just now habit that we do that. So. Mm. As AI yeah. increasingly comes into um, the platforms that people use in the workplace and in their personal lives, suddenly it'll just be everywhere. I think it'll just become what, like, it, what you're saying is it's more intuitive. Like, yeah. it's it's automa- It's almost like you wouldn't think of any other way now to do it. Yeah. Whereas if you think maybe four, four or five years ago, if you had said, oh, we're going to, you know, just launch a business and you'd be thinking about all of this stuff that you have to build, whereas now mm-hmm. you can just, like, sign up to X, Y, and Z free versions yeah. in, like, a day yeah. and get started. And that, and that is where you see when people were talking about robots taking our jobs mm-hmm. and then the experts were saying, yes, but other positions will be created. Yeah. Yeah. It will free us up from manual processes to be more creative. Yeah. You have that gradual shift into that. So, yeah. and, and this is how you see that actually it's not going to wipe out all our jobs at all. No, it, the AI is still okay. built by humans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We still yeah. build it. We still control it. And I think business owners as well, they're going to start to realize as they, as they understand the concept of AI, they're going to start thinking about, oh, I can use AI for this. And that, I think, is the turning point for the technology, just like with cloud. Once business owners understand what it is and that there is a solution out there and that they can proactively go and find the solution rather than waiting to be approached by a company who can properly explain it, Mm -hmm. that's when we're going to start to see it everywhere. Uh, Now, obviously, uh, we do like to talk about business technology here on Demystifying Tech, uh, but I have mentioned the creative uses of AI, uh, and I thought one of the most interesting that I've seen, which has just come out, so this is, you know, I would say 2020's best app so far, which isn't saying a lot, (laughs) the first week, (laughs) week. but let's see how how far it goes. have you, either of you two played text-based games before? Like Commodore 64, BBC Micro type thing. Uh-huh. So like the type of game yeah, where... The Hobbit, the Hobbit was one. Um, it just types in the instructions and then you type in go left or you type in open the chest and then... You have to be very specific it. and you have to get the command exactly right. Right, yeah. And, it, you know, those were some of the, the first games. They, they came from, you know, the choose-your-own-adventure games that you had as a kid, the book, where you'd have to sort of, if you want to do this, like turn to page yeah. 23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, before you had GUIs and graphic design right. interfaces and exactly, stuff like yeah. that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, obviously, those those choose-your-own-adventure games, those text-based games, have fallen out of fashion a little bit. Although there is an underground scene of, of game who still create them um, but next obviously something like you know Red Dead Redemption or Fortnite uh, there's no mass appeal in terms of the tech heft behind these games until now um, there's a new app out called AI Dungeon 2 uh, obviously it's the precursor to the first um, created by a guy called Nick Walton the reason that this is an interesting game is because unlike the games of old where the game creator would have to spend a lot of time writing in every possible scenario to respond to you to try and make it as sort of adaptable and big as possible. This app uses AI. Uh, It's built on OpenAI's technology. They're an AI research company based in California. And this app in particular uses its text production system. It's not responding with pre-written responses. No one's written them. Instead, it's combining what it already understands of the language in those games with your input to create something entirely new and unique. unique. Okay. Now, I used to play these Ian Livingston <coughs> games all the time. You had multiple endings, for mm-hmm. example. You know, go to page, you know, number twenty-seven or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I spent hours playing these games. I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, this, what the other thing this means is that the possibilities are endless. So, 
You know, you can be as weird as you want in these games, and there will always be a response, no matter what you say. Something relevant uh, will come up. Is that a good thing? It, it is a good thing, and you can I train. Think this it. might be the first game I'm interested in playing. <laughs> well, this is good, Trish, because I thought we would uh, play the game, and as John's played them before, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to start. So let's play AI Dungeon Two. Okay. And um, let's start by. This is very exciting. I know. Uh, let's start by picking a genre. You can have fantasy, mystery, apocalyptic, zombie. Oh, ap- apocalyptic, Apo- please. You want an I think apocalyptic. It's very timely. We're okay, in yeah. a mass extinction period. Absolutely. Let's do it. And most importantly, what would your character's name be in this dystopian universe? Tink. Tink. T I N K. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Tink the scavenger. Are you ready <clears throat> for your dystopian fantasy? First of all, can you explain the word dystopian? Uh, dystopian means that the world's uh, kind of heading where we all feel that it's heading anyway, which is okay. pre-apocalyptic. Beep. You know, yeah. Okay. We're yeah, we're definitely beeped. beeped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's let's we'll have some escapism through this okay. game. Here we go. You are Tink, a scavenger trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world by scavenging among the ruins of what is left. You have a rusty knife and a canteen. Suddenly, you hear a voice behind you which says, Tink, where are you going? You turn around and see a man with an old-fashioned hat and a long beard standing before you. What do you do? Do I have to give an instruction? Any instruction, literally any instruction that you want in the world, yeah. Um, I say, hey, what about you? Hey, what about you? You see, if that was me, I'd have given him a slap. Well, that's what I was thinking about stab. <laughs> like, my instant thought was thinking about just stabbing him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so now it's using AI to kind of incorporate your, uh, your response into the game. Okay. Hey, what about me? I'm still alive, you shout back at him. He doesn't respond, he just continues walking ahead. Uh, I then realise that he's deaf, so I take my rusty knife mm-hmm. and I go after him and I touch him on the shoulder and to get him to stop and then I scrape out on the road hey on the road I don't know how how do you type all that in you take out your knife and start scratching his face this hasn't worked his (laughs) eyes widen as he looks up at you with surprise and fear I mean (laughs) that wasn't the intention no the man walks faster and soon you find yourself running alongside him um (laughs) take him down and John at this point, I think I'm just going to... John just wants you to kill him. Can I steal his hat and run off you faster? You absolutely can. Okay. Should we do that? Um, and steal his hat because it's really hot and sunny and I want his hat. Everybody for the room. This is Tink the Scavenger. Yeah, for sure. This is dystopian. You know, you've got every man for himself. Joe, it's very hard to get into this town and bite mindset, isn't it? You grab his hat and put it on your head. It makes you feel cool against your hot skin. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of working. Job done. Right, should we test? Let's test the AI out. Let's think of something out, really out there, something crazy. And let's see if, you know, unlike a game where... I could where, jump on his back for a piggyback. I think that's a great idea. Should we see what yeah. happens? Uh, okay, I'm sorry, but I don't like pigs, you reply. <laughs> it's okay, it's all right, the man replies. You hop off his back and climb on top of him. Your hands feel so warm against his body. Okay. <laughs> this is right. This is going so, to into a so, uh, Okay. I only wanted his hat. Okay. Right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll just end the game. Should we just uh, end the game? Uh? So I presume this is learning from other people that are playing the game. So it's not just learning from me, but it's learning from other people. So it just kind of indicates what kind of people. Are right. There, there the is definitely. Can we, can we report this guy to the police first, please? Inappropriate. Oh, you want to do that in the game? Yeah, let's report him to the let's police. Let's report him to the police. Okay, yeah. He deserves it. Oh, yeah. 
Exactly. Hang on, there isn't a police department in the dystopian future. Aren't they dead? Well, let's just see what happens. Uh, you report the man to the police who come and arrest you both. What? <laughs> I well, ain't going to jail. Right. <laughs> I ain't going to jail. Anyway, the important, the important thing with this game is that you, it's know, mad. you can play forever and th- that game that we've just played will never happen again. No one ever wrote it and it, what it means is endless, endless entertainment and weird results, which I think is some of the best things that can come out of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I mean, think you failed the game. <laughs> if getting arrested is a fail, then I think I think John screwed that screwed the game up for no, you there I don't a little think, bit. Because then we could escape. Then me right. and the man in the beard, we become like in cahoots. Yeah. And then, like, we escape jail mm-hmm. and, you know, go and rob a bank or something. Steal a policeman's hats. Yes. Get their <laughs> hats. It now becomes a hat-stealing game. <laughs> okay, so now in the show, we're joined by uh, Charles Towers-Clark. He's the chairman of IoT connectivity firm Pod Group and the author of The Weird CEO, How to Lead in a World dominated by artificial intelligence. Uh, Charles, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Alistair. Uh, We've been talking today about how 2020 is the year of AI. Uh, Now, that's a bold claim. It's definitely not the first year that AI has been uh, a top of the list uh, when it comes to tech trends. Um, First of all, I suppose, would you agree that 2020 is at least a a year when AI is more important than ever? Um, There's been a, a movement of people understanding that AI isn't going to be uh, the be-all or end-all of everything, um, and that it does do specific narrow tasks, and it's very good at doing specific narrow tasks. Um, so it's being brought into far more operational type aspects than than just a general, it's going to do everything. Mm. And from that point of view, yes, I would agree with you. I think uh, we're going to see far, well, we're obviously, it's already being used a lot anyway, um, even sometimes when we're not aware of it. Um, but it, it's going to be used by businesses far more um, at an operational level, yeah. It's been difficult, I suppose, as AI has bubbled up to talk about what it is without applying some context to it. Earlier on, we were playing um, an AI-powered game, but obviously in the business world as well, uh, you know, it's being applied more and more. Do you think that in order for AI to be better understood and better adopted, especially by smaller companies, that the public understanding mm. of what the technology does outside of a specific mm. context could really help things move forward? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, the, the biggest understanding which people could get to is that AI is not this all-seeing, all-knowing being, um, that AI can do today can do very very specific tasks the the idea of artificial general intelligence coming along is is a long long way away so that's from a public point of view from a business perspective we're already using ai um, certainly within our company we use um, much ai in, in terms of marketing and crm systems but as with many small businesses, we can't afford necessarily to be developing our own AI extensively. And what we'll be doing is taking AI from vendors um, who are using the collective the collective information which they've got to 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 provide a better service for everybody. Um, so to some degree, we are already using AI in business. Um, and sometimes I suspect that people are actually taking a service and they don't realize that AI is behind it. Small companies can't compete with the likes of Google and, and 
Microsoft and IBM um, and, and the, the massive budgets they've got on AI, but where they can compete is being on more nimble and, and using other services, vendor services that are out there. And how real are the fears about AI? You know, they're stoked often by uh, films and, and uh, headlines, which are spurious to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah. You talked about general artificial intelligence there, which I think is what most people think of when we say AI. Um, is 2020 the year where, you know, AI does start actually taking jobs as it's been, you know, so frequently said it, it will? Or is, or, or is AI just part of the course of change in the in the job market and, you know, in the, in, in the market in general? If I take the negative route first and then I'll go to the positive. Um, there was a report by Oxford Economics a couple of months ago, um, which was looking specifically at the impact of jobs from robots um, and, the re and the reduction thereof. And the point that it made, and I thoroughly agree with, is that jobs won't be lost across the board. It'll be lost in specific areas, uh, geographical areas. So where there are present jobs which can easily be automated, so in the north of England, for example, uh, manual jobs, then those are far more likely to be replaced by um, by AI. But again, you have to remember, it's not a question of a job being replaced, it's a task being replaced, um, because AI can only do specific tasks. But if we go back to the issue of robots, and, and what the Oxford Economics report brought up, was that we're going to have um, a huge displacement of jobs in certain areas, and other areas, more affluent areas, for example, like London, where it's harder to automate some of the jobs from a robotics point of view are going to be less uh, are going to be less here this is a real worry for me because i think it's going to increase the the, the 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 gap we already have from a positive point of view um do how real is it i don't think it's very real um that uh there's going to be a huge loss in in the next uh five ten years um simply because or let me rephrase that. I, I don't think it's very real that there's going to that artificial general intelligence is going to be a problem. We've hit a we've kind of hit a plateau with with deep learning, um, in so much as that it hasn't really changed. The basics of, of of artificial intelligence actually hasn't really changed over the last 15 years. We've got faster processes. We've got more information. But um, there needs to be something which actually changes the way that artificial intelligence is done. Um, and until that happens, we're, we're still a long way away from this whole film scenarios that has put out there. Yeah. On AI, you've said that the, um, the I suppose the whole technology is, is stabilizing. There was, a, a, I suppose, a degree of novelty and excitement about it. Now everyone's trying yeah, exactly. to get the edge on uh, the technology. Um, it's becoming more of an everyday um, business practice. Can you tell me a bit more about that prediction and, and sort of how it will affect um, businesses? For example, if you look at the Google searches between 2015 and 2018, they they went up two or three times if people searching AI. Um, over 2019, they fairly much stabilized. Um, so going back to our earlier point about the public awareness, people are getting a better idea uh, of, awareness of it and therefore people are starting to see where it can be used how it can be put into operational uh, environments rather than just seeing it as this uh, this thing which they're not quite sure what to do with mm. um, so I, I think what as I said earlier what I see in 2020 is far more um, operational um, AI environments happening and a lot of it's been for small businesses has been around uh, marketing, um, as I said, CRM type systems. Um, I think that will get wider 
uh, as un people understand how to use AI for specific tasks within within a wider business environment. And just finally, I suppose, how many years do you think AI will still be exciting for? Obviously, in the past, you know, businesses, I'm sure, who were at the forefront of technology were very pleased to get the internet or fax machines or any new technology. And, and nowadays, you'd look at those and, <laughs> I mean, you'd hardly bat an eyelid. Is there a point at which AI is going to be like the fax machine, the printer, the internet? It's just an everyday part of the business process. What will get interesting is when we find a different way to get closer to artificial general intelligence. If we're talking about jobs, where jobs can't be taken, and those are where we use human skills, that is the part where it will get exciting with AI and potentially worrying as well. When humans can be replaced, the, the human skills that we have can truly be replaced by AI. Until that time, everything else we're doing is, is fairly operational and it's business as usual. Thanks for listening to the show. Catch up with us next week by subscribing to Demystifying Tech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iTunes. For more UK tech news and insights, go to businesscloud.co.uk and to see us live at our next event, go to businesscloud.co.uk forward slash events. <laughs> <laughs>